five, four, half a rock, three, or a rock and a half. Two, one. Boys and girls, welcome back. The rap twenty-seven, two-seven. The big old, big old number. Not That's a, a getting married number, twenty-seven. You'd hope, you'd Unless hope you're looking so. around for a buddy to go out with to the bar and they're at home feeding the babies. That's that age. Sometimes more than one baby. Sometimes. A lot of time. Go back a couple hundred years. A lot of time. Grandpa by that stage. All right. You know what they say about 33? They say the funniest thing about 33. <laughs> We're on 27. Yeah, but it's six years away. They say... Um, you know, people say, oh, I'm only 32. 32. You've that yeah. smooth voice. Smooth ASMR, Cameron. You've that smooth thing. <laughs> they say, um, 95.3. <laughs> they say, you know what? Well, you better get your skates on because uh, by 33, Alexander had conquered the world and Jesus had saved it. So get your damn skates on for you 27-year-olds. Get your damn skates on. Get ready. Napoleon had pretty much conquered all of Europe by that point. Well, that's a nice little intro. I think we've uh, established how we're feeling. Let's uh, jump on right into it. We've got two stories today. One international. Do you want to ask how we're going? I think you've already. <laughs> I think you've already given your spiel for, okay. the, for the episode, mate. I'm going well. If anyone's in there. If anyone's curious. Yep, Alex got his beer in hand. Pure blonde, low carbs. It's uh, it's ten past ten. He's got his sunnies on as well. He's uh, ready to rock and roll. And, uh, yeah, so we've got an international story. What about me? Look, you're just looking pretty in there, over there with your Hawaiian on. You can I think we should take the audience there, just take a moment to take them there, Andy. I know you're keen to get a move on, but it's important to set the scene. We've got Dukes and I here now. I'm in a Tommy Bahama uh, Hawaiian shirt. I don't know where Dukes got the his The H from. is optional. I sometimes call it Tommy Bama. <laughs> I don't you know where it was from. It's from Tommy. They call him Tom, Tommy Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> From the Bama Hammers. <laughs> Can we not do this? Where he kept all his money. Okay. Uh, so, yep, one international, one domestic, as we usually do. But before we jump into those, we uh, go to our lovely first segment, Weekly Tings, called Jumping to Conclusions. For those not familiar with the show, we pay homage to the wives and the girlfriends who I'm about to steal from you, but uh, the wives and the girlfriends who jump to conclusions about things with no real merit to it, no real uh, backing behind it. They just go through your phone. Who's this little Dottiana texting you? Well, if they go through your phone and they find uh, on, on the CHP Insta story, they might find Andy with a sweet little message to the wives and girlfriends of those... Uh, sorry, the wives and girlfriends who are in unhappy relationships. Andy's got a little personal message for you on the kind of Jinsa story if you after he flexed in the push ups. Tiny little bone, little shoulder to cry on, then come, come talk to Andos. You know what they say about a shoulder to cry on? It's a uh, little bit too explicit for this show, but let's uh, do it. Hook and sink, Andos. Yeah, slide to my DMs if you want to hear the, the, the last bit of that. You've got to punchline. you got to punchline. be a patron on Patreon if you want to hear the last bit. <laughs> For all our bonus content, don't forget to Some like and subscribe to Andy's you. illicit jokes. Mm, that might be a nice little segment that we can do. But, Dukes, what's your conclusion for the week? Straight to me. First off, first cab off the rank. You're not used to coming first, are you? No, I don't. I'm usually a gentleman. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, my conclusion for the week is that, um, in light of the, um, the, the proceedings before the show, actually, to, to get, get me in, uh, get, fill me with energy, I'm going to say that, uh, regardless of what some, uh, some, some, some people say today, that bread is the best human food. So... Best by, by what human food, I assume. I'm just food food for humans. <laughs> that takes out all dog foods, <laughs> cat foods, ketamine, etc. Mm. Food that was certainly not intended for humans. Is that what we're saying? No, the best food for does humans. it have to be exclusively human? That's what I want to clarify because obviously bears. Eat I don't fish. know. I don't know about humans also <laughs> eat fish. I mean, so I want to make sure that the. the I don't think bacteria would go too well on the multigrain. On the low carb Helgas. 
I, mean, I don't think you're answering my question. I don't think you're answering it either. But you know what? I don't think many he, people would care about the question anyway. <laughs> the five days of jumping to conclusions. So, uh, okay. that's. Uh, if I say the best food, people are going to wonder, is it the best food for all the animals? And so I don't want to specify for humans because animals eat food too. That's true. But so do plants. I assume no animals. Do any animals eat bread? Besides ducks. And you give but ducks obviously <laughs> you give, you give Pigeons eat bread. Pigeons eat bread, but that's obviously non bird. Naturally, they don't. You know, they don't go in with the bacon at four thirty. They're not a part of the process. They well, they are. They are. They, they go grandma's house. There's a life cycle of Maggie's being fed. Yeah, that's true, but they're bread. Not, you get the lorikeets out there as well. They love a little bit of... Because bread's not really naturally occurring. Like you don't well, it's not it. naturally for humans either, but I'm saying, despite that, it's the best human food. That's my conclusion. Okay, that's fair. That's right. fair. Uh, Zan, what's yours? This is going to be contentious, and this may alienate some of our American East Coast viewers. I'm going to say two parts. Well, it was originally one, but we're going to try two. New York is overrated, and conjunction new york just sucks in general have you ever been to new york i have how old were you when you went oh no you went on your basketball tour didn't you no i didn't <laughs> i thought you did i thought you went east coast we went west coast i'm gonna throw it up to all my gangsters over that side okay so oh, hey, Mads, i don't think so. i don't think i need to clarify that if you need right. clarification right. you need help whatever whatever so new york sucks. Andy, what's your conclusion in new york sucks mine is that uh the acronym GOAT has lost all its meaning. Because of the emoji? Well, no, not because of the, <laughs> because the way the word is, the acronym is used. My mic's on, isn't it, Andy? Can you just check? Andy yeah, did a mic check before the we, show. We did that. I reckon the most interesting one is human foods in bread. Human foods in bread? Yeah. In and I think that is an interesting sentence in and of itself yeah. that I'm I sure just, is worth discussing. I just don't know how you quantify... Best well, that's what we're going to find out, and that's because then you have to defend it, and I'm happy like, to defend that's it. Like a zinker, I, I do, I do think, just from if I was an outsider looking in, and we just said our conclusions, I think it would be definitely Zans that New York sucks. But also considering it's from you, and I want to hear the spew that comes out of your mouth about bread, I'm impartial. You know what? We might be able to sneak in. Oh, okay. that's my phone. I'm a little popular ass man. I assume that's your uh, your diet app, just telling you that your calories are over for the, for the week. Haven't done enough steps the, today. Um, I think I think you know what, Andy, because in the light of my don't horizontal you, steps, the horizontal salsa, <laughs> as I like to bit of practice, horizontal diplomacy, bit of horizontal diplomacy. <laughs> um, I've described to me by my geography teacher as the horizontal monkey dance. I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, but look, I think as a, you know, in light of Andy's keenness to really rip into all the subjects and to kind of make this podcast as long as possible, I think we might end up doing both. Are you happy to do both your conclusion and my conclusion? Well, I think that defeats the purpose of the bloody segment. Well, <laughs> I think I think we're going to flip it on its head. We found the one that we everyone finds least interesting, which I think is unanimously Andy's. I've forgotten what it is already. <laughs> Um, so I reckon we just do ours, Dukes, and then, you know what, we can kind of see in the end, you know, we do a post-mortem and we see... You know why You know why we might be up for it and Andy might not be? Because Andy didn't have any toast before the segment. <laughs> Andy <laughs> was the, the toast-free. You know, I think that's part of it. I think <laughs> the second part of it is Andy is a Sagittarius. So <laughs> we know that they're, they're not really, when the moons are out, they're not particularly prone for their longevity. Just for, just for context, for the, all those still listening after this spew, this verbal diarrhea... Throws a period out of whack. I have uh, <laughs> <laughs> my final HSE exam in uh, about 36 hours, and uh, I made it very clear that I wanted this to be a, a short show. We'll keep it short and sweet. But I've been I've been here for three hours, and we've only just started the bloody podcast, so. I think uh, I think we pick one, honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I'm happy, I'm happy to, you know if you, I'm gonna let let's let Andy decide. Andy, you decide. You decide. So much pressure. Put the big boy pants. Big brain time, Andy. I want to talk about bread. You want to talk about I bread? Talk We're about gonna get this bread. We're gonna get it. Okay. Sweet as. And us. So. so. Uh, DC, I think it's you with the international story, or is it? Yeah. Well, so it's been. Well, it's a, we start with the domestic story. Um, I'm sure we do, we do do that, don't we? We do. 
Um, there's been a slow news week in domestic stories, so I'm going to take an international story and link it to a domestic Australia. That's almost like a bit of a Quentin Tarantino. It you is. Know, I was thinking of Quentin Tarantino as I was building this segment. Ch- channeling Quentin. <laughs> and he channels Max Kellerman and I channel Quentin. Um, <laughs> all right, so <clears throat> now our Australian Trade Minister, Mr Birmingham, goes to China next week to lead a, uh, a delegation of Australian business chiefs to Shanghai for the annual Import Expo. Great expo. I've never been there, but I've heard I it's great. I was invited to work. I was going. I was going to work, but I um I came back a bit too early. Mm. Well, um, this is in light as what's been happening this weekend, as Beijing's top trade negotiator and vice premier Liu He, get that right, hopefully, because uh, I do speak Chinese, so I hope I got that right. Say just one more time, but like asthma version into the. Um, <laughs> re- re- they said, quote, reached a consensus on principles during talks with US Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer, I think that's how you say it, and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnookin. <laughs> this is full of hard names. I never knew how to say that guy's name. Do you know how to say it? I want to, I want to say Munchkin whenever I read his name on the news. <laughs> I think if you deliberately misplace the U in the end, then it's, everyone gets a bit creative. What if we say Mnookin? I just, <laughs> I, 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 I always just said Steve Munchkin. <laughs> Steve Menachin. And um, that's what China's com- Commerce Ministry said on the weekend. They further said the two sides had a serious and constructive discussion. They agreed to properly resolve their core concerns without going into detail. Now, Washington said that both sides made progress, but a deal had not yet been reached on a couple of sticking points, including inter- intellectual property theft and forced technology transfer, which might hamper chances of a long-term deal. However, the increasingly positive rhetoric from both sides signals an, uh, a good swing, a good swing in trade talks. Um, now, Kerr Gibbs, who's the president of the American Chamber of Commerce in Shanghai, said, what we need is a long-term strategic plan about how these two economies can cooperate, and we do support a rebalancing of a relationship. I support a tough position. Uh, we do not. Uh, we need to deliberate, but don't feel the tariffs are the way to go. So the American Chamber of Commerce in Shanghai is against the tariffs, but pro restructuring of the trade relationship. <clears throat> and the way I link it back to domestic stories, if this this uh, trade deal goes through, the Australian economy is going to jump. It's my understanding. To get some stocks in the Australian economy. How are you feeling about that, Zan the man? Uh, I would agree with you on a couple of points. Firstly, it has been a slow news week, and the fact that we're doing an international story for the domestic <laughs> is certainly testament to that. Um, I think as the uh, the IP issue has been an issue from the beginning in these trade negotiations. And we, I'm going to be honest, I've been a driver of that. I hold several fake uh, items of clothing from American brands bought in Chinese fake shops. That's correct. And I think I think we all have at some point, and it's kind of like a, a coming to Shanghai. If you go to the Shanghai uh, Science and Technology Museum Station in Shanghai, you will be blessed with some of the best shopping of your life. Silk markets, silk markets. Are all the best ones in Beijing? Beijing yeah. Yeah, Beijing. Um, but this is look. This is it's all kind of cannon fodder. I mean, um, the real the real negotiations are still ongoing. The real heavy stuff. Uh, I, my understanding is that a bunch of tariffs have already been. Um, delayed and withdrawn, the next round of tariffs have at least been pushed back. And so Google's right when it says that if there is a, a trade deal, um, you know, the, the, the Australian economy will certainly benefit, but the world economy will benefit. The world, you know, every time there is positive news coming out of one of these trade meetings, you see the Dow jumps, the NASDAQ jumps, the ASX jumps. We'll see tomorrow morning. You will, you'll see tomorrow morning there should be a... a, a Maybe this morning if you, when you're listening. Yeah, yeah, you yeah see, Monday I'm, drive into work, eh? Yeah, to all our um, hedge fund managers who are looking to come to your house for investment advice, I'd say, Dougal, Dougal, buy Australian stocks, jump into IZ equities. But yeah, it's um, it's good news, and I think everyone would benefit from a uh, from a, a a thorough and comprehensive trade deal in which a move towards free trade is the outcome. So as long as we're moving towards more free trade rather than less, I think everyone will benefit. Interesting side note about Steve Munchen. He's, uh, it was, I think he was one of the youngest ever cool. partners at Goldman Sachs. Mannequin. Um, and his wife, I think he's an actress, but she recently appeared, and this is a kind of an interesting conversation I've always thought about, in kind of like a super erotic 
kind of indie film recently and obviously Steve isn't an actor so he wasn't in it and he wasn't playing the male that was in it so basically I don't understand how these actors kind of do it is that they kind of sit there and watch their partners go at it with another guy for like 90 minutes I've never been able to understand that and Steve Munch was definitely um, the subject of a whole bunch of beta male memes or cuck memes as a consequence of his wife who is actually quite attractive I would say um you know um, you would say going he, at it with another guy on screen. You'd say he's he's firmly on the whip, just like one member of uh, of CHP. But that's not not so slight dig. But that's that's a bye bye. First one of the day. Heavy handed from Andy, considering it was not that long ago when <laughs> Andy had that infamous on air meltdown about how he was being treated on the podcast. So I would say those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. That's by the by though. <laughs> wow, heating up. Heating up. I apologise for my comment. I also disagree with your analysis, but that's 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 fine. Enough. That's fine. That's fine. No qualms at all. So, what's next in the trade? Well, what's hit. next, Dukes, for this for this trade deal? Are we still kind of waiting for the heavies for Donald to get there? Well, we're waiting for Donald's signature on, uh, and we're waiting for Xi's signature, I think. And then, even after the trade deal gets signed, we're We'll have to wait for China to follow through on it. Uh, which, you know, none of those are given. None of those are given. There's a true. chance China will just try and wait it out till the 2020 election. Um, and that's what do you think? I think it's just good to see the two, the two big dogs of the yard who are on opposite sides just coming together, at least chewing the fat a little bit. And hopefully they can get a, a nice little deal done. Hopefully that'll uh, increase CHP stocks as well. So once we get on the... On the on the big market on the ASX, you can jump on in. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy. Good news, I think. Not really. Uh, not actually really much to. It's a it's a it's about into. a three out of ten story, I'd say. It's one of the worst stories we've covered. <laughs> it's one of the worst. Such and you know what? If you're still listening. I'm, I don't know why. Such is the nature of uh, the slow. Such is the nature. But it's also a credit to us that we don't make up stories. In the interim. Yeah, that's true. In That'd the interim. Doodle's favourite word, interim. <laughs> that um, funny little bonus content, exclusive Patreon viewers, is the, uh, we make up our own stories. Maybe we could do that as the, as a, like a satire segment, we make up a story on the weeks where it's slow news. Yeah, that, that could be fun. Or we could literally just do a segment every week, which is just the top 10 worst news stories of the <laughs> week, and we just list them, and then people vote on it. What's the least interesting? I want to get a, like a Twitter, if especially if we can do it live, I want to get like a Twitter hashtag going, like CHP debate or something. Yeah. And we can have people tweeting in um, unconstructive criticisms. I think, and, I think hashtag CHP sucks would be the best. Hashtag yeah. CHP sucks. It's unambiguous. Everyone knows what they're getting into. Um, I, I think we I, really... I think, but I think, I don't know if CHP, I feel like a lot of people might end up liking us. So they might not want to risk. say CHP sucks. There is a risk. I'm no. a likeable guy. We are a likeable podcast, I think, just by consequence of the fact that we, we acknowledge we've got no idea what we're doing. You know, as soon as someone acknowledges their own ignorance, um, I think that's a point in favour rather than a point against. Well, speaking of, of crap news stories, I was talking to you boys before about how when you go into the Guardian uh, Australia and their first politics story is uh, that if you think Labor's too progressive, you couldn't be more wrong. So uh, Greg Jericho there, it's a shock. He needs, get, he needs to get a wall to Jericho from his Jericho. big brother Chris. A little bit of Y2K um, action. Dude, I saw a story from The Guardian in the UK. It was published on The Unshackled. Yeah. About, it was from like two years ago, but it was about, um, so it was one of the, it was an opinion piece about it. It was like, do you post about your fitness? You're destined to become right wing. Yeah, it doesn't, and then the, it doesn't. Because you know what? There's no, no social security for quads. No commies on the bench press, brother. There's no uh, no benefits for biceps. Uh, you know what? The uh, the Guardian will get a little bit of a shout-out later on. I just want to throw in a little bit of a teaser. Um, just throwing it out there. There okay. you go. Well, I think this story... Well, I think the story's the story wrapped, wrapped up. I'm happy to continue to pursue it if Andy's, Andy's OK with it. Do we that. have any beta nominations? Well, uh, maybe just the Australian news in general. The Australian scope... Skomo needs to do. Skomo needs to be more active in the news cycle. Yeah, I think just. I tell you what. I tell you what is kind of funny. At this Russian class we do, uh, that I've been going to in my between. My, I've had just done my fourth class. Yeah, we're learning like how to say his name is and and her name is whatever. 
And there's a different way of saying it for your first name and, and for your last name. And so they put up pictures of famous people on the screen and you have to say what his name is, her name is, but you have to make sure you use the first name. Yeah. And um, every, everyone in the class, <laughs> whenever um, Scott Morrison comes up, you're supposed to say his name is Scott or his name is Morrison. No one cares about who the question's asked. Everyone just yells out in this thick old yoke, like, Scamo! Scamo! We've got this Russian teacher who doesn't know what's going on. Anyway, just a little funny thing for my life. Brings everyone together, a little fun, poking fun of Scamo. Could have been one of those had to be their moments, I assume. But it's, you know what? It's got potential, is what it's got. It's got potential. Like. Um, unrealised as of yet, I would say. I agree. I agree. But interesting, because we did have that such a kind of a boring domestic story, we did get that, you know, that interesting little anecdote about Steve Munchen's wife, who <laughs> I would encourage everyone to look up. I'm gonna, I might just do it now, just to get a refresher. Um, I have to check how... Um, I'm going to check her talent levels. Andy, that's going to get us in trouble. Yeah, Andy, you need to be careful. So her name is Louise Linson, so they married in 2017. I don't know if you're really, really, really allowed to say... Are we talk about these people like that? Like what? Is that us? We're just talking about how um, the erotic videos that this lady's in. Well, I'm just saying the wife that when, of the when, person when, we're when, talking when about. When official title was he's, he's um, the secretary of the treasury. When this this the spouse of the secretary of the ter- treasury is involved in the cinema, and it happens to be of a semi-erotic nature, I think it is a story because okay. she she and she's also posted some quite ridiculous photos, I believe, on her Instagram of her jet set, jet setting lifestyle. At the taxpayer's expense, I might add. So well, it's like um, it's like most of our stories are usually like print newspaper type of thing, but we're moving into like Sisters Weekly magazine type yeah, of yeah, news stories. Yeah, Us Weekly. I don't even know if that's a real publication. Sisters, Sisters Weekly, Weekly, I don't think it's Andy, but you know what? That could be in one of those made-up stories that you were talking about earlier. Mm, I think, uh, well, I think the Munchkin has got a bit of a... He might have to get a bad, bad amount nomination. Her Instagram bio is not not a Republican, not a Democrat, just a filmmaker who loves animals. Interesting. Mm. Well, I think that story could be wrapped up. I think it is wrapped up. I think it is wrapped up. Now, Zan, do you have any last words or are, you, are we ready to move on here? If you let me have a few last words, I would. I don't think I will. Okay. I think uh, <laughs> we're gonna. I think we're gonna move on to our international story. Yeah. Uh, Big Xanax. Oh, now I get the mic back. Yep, Dr. Zan about to give some medicine. <laughs> the deep truth state. serum. Some truth serum for the deep state. Here we go. So, four days ago, the House, the Democrat-controlled House in America, uh, voted to establish procedures for a possible impeachment of Donald Trump with two Democrats opposing and no Republicans favouring. So it was a pretty convincing and one-sided um, smack up, as you can imagine, um, in the House, considering that it is a Democrat-controlled House. Democrat so, operators. They're Democrat operators. So the, the, if we want to talk about impeachment, impeachment is... Um, impeachment, this is this is the, the quote that we're getting. Textbook definition. Is to... Eff- well, let's get the... Let's get the well, impeachment is when the government fires the president. Basically, it is, yes. Uh, it's a process by which the legislative body charges against a government official. In this case, it's normally the president of the United States. So it's only happened to two presidents in US history. Clinton Runo. Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton, with Richard Nixon narrowly avoiding it only by consequence of the fact that he resigned. So that was due to the famous Watergate scandal. So whenever you hear Pizzagate, um, you know, Russiagate, etc., that's all paying homage to the infamous Watergate scandal that sunk Richard Dick Nixon. So Sunk him below the water. Sunk him below the water, that's correct. So impeachment... No gate out. Impeachment, or the, at least the triggering of impeachment proceedings, as, uh, con- as announced by Nancy Pelosi, Democrat... Uh, Democratano vagrant um, is not the <laughs> is simply the, adop- the adoption of charges by the House triggering a trial in the Senate so the, the issue that the Democrats are going to have is because they obviously want to remove Donald Trump you've got to get it through the Senate and this is not a bipartisan um, 
issue. This is not the, uh, an issue which the, the Republicans are going to hold hand in hand with the Democrats and kind of um, whisk Donald Trump away in the back of the paddy wagon. Um, all House Republicans voted against the impeachment resolution. Um, and so what, what it is about is the argument being made by, by the Democrats relates specifically to a phone call between um, Donald Trump and Russian President, oh sorry, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. So within within the the confines of the conversation, it was a, it was a, it was a phone call. Trump said, and I quote, the uh, the other thing. There's a lot of talk about Biden's son. That Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the Attorney General would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible. Okay, so what, what Donald Trump was talking about was in relation to a way earlier clip, a clip that had been circulated quite substantially around mainstream media, in which Joe Biden, when he was the point man for the US um, in relation to Ukraine, had told Ukraine that if they didn't fire the state's top prosecutor, they wouldn't receive $1 billion in foreign aid. And he went on, he went on television and actually bragged about it. This is a brag about it. And so Donald Trump said... Um, this is kind of suspicious. I would like you to investigate this to the uh, Ukrainian president, but made particular reference to Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, who around that same time actually received around $50,000 a month from one of the Ukraine's top natural oil and gas companies, despite having no prior experience well, in natural oil and gas. Well, it's, it's fully aware that he was getting investigated by the prosecutor. The prosecutor was... Oh, investigating he's, he's Biden. Hunted, he was haunted in his tracks and yeah. then Biden went went uh, and told told the government. Well look look we're still waiting to, we're still waiting for that to, to to be clarified, but that's basically the gist of it. Well he's he's gone on record and said well he was definitely investigating Burisma holdings. Yes he was and then he said Burisma. which Biden was a part of, but he also said um, in a in a court document that he was investigating Hunter Biden and believed that was the reason why he got fired. Yeah. And so there's obviously there's there's a bunch of shaky issues surrounding it, considering the fact that Biden, Biden was the point man for the US yes. in their operation with Ukraine, and his son had a, a top board position on basically the, the largest natural oil and gas company in Ukraine, despite no oil and gas experience. So obviously there is a potentially a conflict of interest there. So what actually happened after that was that a whistleblower from the CIA then leaked this apparent phone call to the press and said that uh, Donald Trump had asked for a legal investigation into into one of the uh, his uh, opponents, political opponents, being Joe Biden. And so uh, the whistleblower said that something nefarious had happened, that it was basically illegal, that he was standing over the Ukrainian president asking him to investigate illegally Joe Biden. But of course, when the transcript has been released, and it has been released, um, it turns out that nothing illegal has actually happened. There's been no quid pro quo. The asking of investigation is not actually illegal in, in and of itself. And even there are people on the left, there aren't even kind of as um, career Democrats who are saying, or, or, or highly progressives who are saying that it was not um, mm. actually particularly. And how about Donald Trump did get investigated by Obama? Yeah, and so obviously what's, what's now happening is that- For nothing is that the, the, the press is accusing and wanting to impeach Donald Trump for standing over uh, a top Ukrainian official despite the fact that Joe Biden is on record saying in front of a press gallery that he actually stood over the uh, Ukrainian officials and said you won't get a billion dollars in foreign aid unless you fire this guy. Yeah, and then I think that the quote is afterwards and then... Next day, the son of a bitch was gone. Yeah, basically. So he starts bragging about it. Well, yeah, they said, you got six hours to fire him, otherwise I'm leaving without, you're not getting the money. So that's within right. six hours. That's absolutely <clears throat> right. Now, so so the, the Democrats have finally decided that this is the hill that they're going to die on, that Joe Biden, obviously Joe Biden's campaign has withered to the point that they need a, a, distract, he's, uh, a distraction. He's flubbering and and so. And so you can guess you can guess the reaction from Hollywood and the uh, the elites when the impeachment inquiry was announced. So I've got a couple here. Um, you can guess that they Robert do nothing, De Niro. 
Dude, I think De Niro. Okay, so some of the best ones. Actor Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk, um, shared Pelosi's entire speech alongside the hashtag MP's Trump on Twitter. Master of Horror Stephen King chimed in commenting, Trump needs to go, he's one bad ombre. Uh, Stephen Colbert, late show host, who, you know what, I actually used to really, really like Stephen Colbert. I thought he used to be really, really funny, he was poignant, he was on the mark. Um, shared a clip of Pelosi announcing the impeachment inquiry while the audience gave a standing ovation. Incredible stuff. Isn't that just incredible? Um, then James Corden, um, the fat Shane Warne, says, quote, it's like the old saying goes, work with the foreign government to undermine a democratic election once, shame on you. Do it twice, we're going to inquire about the possibility of doing something this time. Maybe we'll see. Corden is so possibly. boring. I don't know. Yeah. He's just talking points. He's just re- re- regurgitating silly, silly silliness. Well, the problem is that all the late show hosts are the exact you same. You know what? If you don't watch a good bit of good good late show comedy, go and flick on, uh, I'll take Crowder, Stephen Crowder on YouTube. Flick you like on Crowder. Crowder. You're on Crowder? I quite like Crowder. I think he's pretty funny. I think he'd be refreshing for people who are used to the late night um, Trevor Noah, Stephen Colbert combo. I just find that so tiring and I just find it so telling that you've got a situation where basically 90% of um, Andy's telling me that I'm a bit too close to the mic. That's probably a fair criticism. No, it's, it's just that the, the talking level and the closeness is the combination. The, yeah, of the if two. you go back to your asthma, okay. you're real close. Combination of the two. You just find that, you know, if you have a situation where, um, you know, 90% of Republicans approve of the job Donald Trump's doing and something like 50 million, 50 million Americans voted for Donald Trump, you're alienating such an enormous portion of your audience. So that, as well, all the things they accuse Trump of, there's been no proof of it. I mean, they've released a transcript, they've got nothing, and then they, we know that Obama actually did it. We, we know, know that, that Obama, Obama did, did it. We know that Biden did, did it. it. <laughs> and they're going to launch an inquiry into Trump. <laughs> and the funniest thing is that we had Chelsea Clinton also chimed in, said good about... I time, love when Chelsea chimes in. She's the best. Despite the fact her dad <laughs> got impeached. Uh, and the whole reason he got impeached was because of his treatment of Monica Lewinsky <laughs> and that whole scandal. Um, and not to mention the fact that Hillary Clinton stood over Monica Lewinsky and all the other accusers and basically... Uh, Threatened them to the extent that they dropped everything. Well, the, the issue is this is Hillary Clinton on sports bet is $17 to win the Democratic nomination. Um, she's like. Because she's not in the race. It's interesting because she's not in the race and she's ahead of other people that you would know. I'll get them up in a sec. But people, there's people speculating because we know Hillary Clinton's basically got a, a superiority complex, um, a messiah complex, you could say. And um, Sharon, everyone knows she wants to be president. You've got to save those people from those black super predators. Yeah, those I black think, super predators. I need... think one of her staffers came out and said that uh, she said that she, she was she's got born, to, her, born to be president. Yeah. Okay. So Hillary Clinton is right now at thirteen dollars, ahead of Andrew Yang, Kamala Harris, who's previously the favourite, Tulsi Gabbard, Bloomberg, Amy Klobuchar. Isn't that funny? Didn't Kamala they? Harris at 41. Then at some point during the race, it was at like two or three bucks. Now, Beto's dropped out. But what I'm saying is people are thinking Hillary won't, wouldn't enter if Biden's going strong because yeah. she and Biden have similar policy, similar policies, right? The moderate Democrat with deep state affiliations. The um, uh, and, but if Biden flounders and it looks like Warren might take it out, then Hillary might swoop in and launch an attack on, on Warren. You know what? You'd be a bit nervous if you were Warren. You'd be a bit nervous if you were Warren because you know that you know that Hill's got all her deep state connections. She's probably got a whole lot of dirt on Warren. And you know what? Some of Warren's family or Warren herself, who knows, some people close to Warren might have some um, mental health problems that they didn't know about. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah, well, I would leave it at that. But, um, you know, one of the things that you'll find is that um, whilst we're still in the period of the Democratic primaries, there's going to be a lot of char- there's going to be a lot of assassinating within the Democratic ranks, particularly by the moderates towards the progressives, which is what happened um, 
by WikiLeaks revealed it when, when, when the Democratic primaries were rigged last time against Bernie Sanders. And I wouldn't be surprised. The biggest hit jobs against Bernie Sanders never come from the Republicans. They never come from even the Libertarian or the Tea Party aspect of the, of, of the Republicans. It comes from the moderate Democrats because nothing's more threatening to a progressive, uh, an alleged progressive who actually just advocates for Wall Street causes than an actual hardcore progressive socialist. So the people who, who are most at risk by Bernie Sanders are not the Republicans, but it's people like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton, even even Beto O'Rourke, you know, who's progressive on guns, but that's just about it. He's another establishment candidate. Um, so I would I would not be surprised if Elizabeth Warren... Um, we've already seen the story leak of her faking the story about her um, allegedly being fired for being pregnant. That was fake news. She changed her story substantially from... from um, what she said originally. She I changed her tune on uh, native Indian descent. Change that real quick. Mm. Um, we're going to see a few more Democrat candidates go down in fireballs yeah. before this is all said and done. It, it seems what? like for sorry, Dukes, you go, it, it seems like for Hillary, uh, her main hit jobs inside the party are on other women inside the party. Yeah, she hates, she doesn't like, she doesn't have a high regard for women. She doesn't have a high regard for for anyone except herself. Mm. Um, (laughs) And maybe Bill. She she likes Bill, I think. There's no way. Did you, I'm pretty sure there's that that video that that went around of Bill looking at Ivanka or something like that. And Bill was kind of like, his eyes were just trailing as Ivanka walked past. And then Hillary was just watching him. And, (laughs) And she was just standing there, just astounded that he was, he was just like a, like a dog looking at a piece of meat that was walking past. So it was just, she was just shocked that he would do that. You know, yeah, I don't think she's got a particular. How could you have a bit, have a high regard of him? He, well, the boy got impeached because he, 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 he I did not have sexual was, relations had, with that had woman. Had twenty-two year old. Yeah, but she's still, <laughs> but she's still with him though. She she could have flipped him. She could have flipped him. You Probably, couldn't. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't can. divorce at that level. Yeah, yeah you can. I don't think not can. at that level. Um, I reckon you can. Why and, not? And in fact. One of the, the things that really shot her to prominence was the fact that she stayed with Bill Clinton because it really um, resonated with female voters, apparently. It was the idea they said that sticking by your man when times were tough, when it was more kind of uh, conservative, patriarchal times, um, when that was happening, um, really kind of endeared her to a lot of female voters. I'm not sure how all the money in, yeah. the, uh, in the Clinton Foundation would be split between the two if they divorced anyway. Assuming <laughs> they, all they had 50%. Goes to them, yeah. Yeah, fitty fitty. Well, I assume they don't have an equity interest in the Clinton Foundation. You would hope not, at least. <laughs> well, considering it is a charity. Well, considering Bill's unemployed, probably. <laughs> Bill yeah. ain't, ain't unemployed, bro. He's going. He's going around doing speeches for two hundred fifty thousand. He must be solving some world problems in he's those speeches. In speeches, probably how to get away with murder in the White House, probably. <laughs> And he's throwing hay. I'm throwing haymakers. I'm tired of this damn. Andy, he's saying. actually he's given he's given lessons on um, creative ways to use cigars. And I'll leave that up to the audience if they if they know what I'm referring to. Anyway, I don't. But that's right. So uh, so just to just to recap, the Dems have launched um, a, the impeachment inquiry. It's not really going to go anywhere. It needs it needs bipartisan support to get through. It's not going to get it. The, Republicans are well and truly behind uh, Trump. This is a distraction to from the burning mess that is Joe Biden. And will we see the Messiah return, Hillary Rodham Clinton? To come and mm. save the day. Um, but the truth is, the, the reason they've launched it is because Trump's poll numbers are too high. He's going to get re-elected unless a major thing happens like a Democrat, like a recession or something. Which is possible. Recession is possible. Recession is possible, but... The, the Democrats have just as many Wall Street donors as the Republicans, and the Wall Street donors don't really like recessions. So. All right. Well, uh, do we have any beta males out of that story? Yeah, I've got a couple for sure. Um, I'm going to give Stephen Colbert gets one, James Corden gets one, uh, I think Mark just, Ruffalo gets one. I think we, we <laughs> just lump late night TV hosts, considering they're all the same person anyway, they, they go in. NPCs? Well. Yeah, they're all in. Okay, but uh, sorry, I, I did throw a teaser in before about the Guardian, and I will just catch it back to it. Um, opinion piece on the Trump inquiry by Simon Tisdall. Quote Tisdale. The, no, Tisdall. The title of the article is "It's time to throw the kitchen sink at Trump and the cutlery too." I like they haven't already. He's too so, quick. And he says the f- opening line: 
Democrats need to expand the charge sheet for impeachment to include all the president's many high crimes and misdemeanors. So, um, he goes on to say, the main point is not so much whether Trump is guilty of wrongdoing, he almost certainly is. Um, this type of, um, this type of journalism, I don't know how these guys get paid, to be honest. It's a quick bait, mate. It's a quick bait. And just... They're going down. It's going to downhill spiral. Yeah, the mainstream media is going let toi alert. Interesting. So he, Simon Tistel says, according to his own officials, he's withholding military aid to Kiev for this same reason harmed US national security. Of course, Simon Tistel does not disclose the fact that Joe Biden literally did withhold a billion dollars of aid <laughs> so that he could fire a prosecutor. Incredible. Incredible. So Simon Tistel's going to get a bad amount of, uh, nomination. Anyone else, Andy? I think just the just Hollywood in general. Hollywood in general. Uh, well, do you say Colbert and that are part of Hollywood? I would, say, I would definitely say so. I would say that, that those, late, those late, late night TV sh show hosts are fuel to the fire hmm okay I reckon we give it to the late night host and Mark Ruffalo well who were our I do like Mark Ruffalo as an actor though mm. I see this as an absolute victory same thing I've got a lot of time for De Niro as an actor but he's just getting paid by the deep state obviously mm. it's tough alright so they get one now we bring it back to Andy why don't you bring us in well, are we giving out a, an award? Yeah, we did. Okay. Who's so, to Mark Ruffalo? Mark Ruffalo and late night hosts. James Corden, particular. Fat Shane Warne. <laughs> Shane Warne's pretty fat already. Let's be... But he was dating Liz Hurley. But he's, Shane Warne's got some B, D, E. Shane Warne's on those, on those hair loss ads. Lemo. Ashley Martin, is it? No, it's not. It was something... It's it was, I think it's Advanced Hair Studio, Advanced Hair Clinic or something. And the, the, the catchphrase for them is... Yeah, yeah, and it's just funny going. It's, they just say, like, regrow your hair like Shane Warne, and it just cuts to him and he goes, Yeah, yeah, and it's the most <laughs> awkward thing I've ever seen. But that's by the by. He can sell ice the Eskimos, Shane Warne. Yeah, he's, he's got some. Yeah, he hey, have you heard the, 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 the compilations of Shane Warne talking about his favourite pie shop in Melbourne during the Ashes? Oh, yeah. He was just commentating cricket. It's, yeah, it's, I think it was either Australia, England, Australia, India, and he just, just spent 10 minutes in the commentary box talking about his favourite pie shops in Melbourne. <laughs> just on national TV. I think he's a bit of a national treasure. Shane Warne. We need more Shane Warnes. Yep, I agree. I think, yep, I think that's agreeable. Uh, well, for, for those who are familiar Carb with Carb related. What? Carb related? For those uh, familiar with the show, we know that we don't do loose ends here. We, we, we don't want to leave you on a cliffhanger. That's so right. You've got to sift through the rocks to get to the sand at the bottom, as they say. I, we need to find that clip, because I don't think it actually exists. But um, it's better. It's better. DC. <laughs> you reckon it's better than that? Yeah. DC, remind <laughs> us of what your conclusion was. My conclusion is that bread is the best human food. And it's a superfood. And now justify it, please. I'm, I can't, can I present my opening statement about why it's absolute garbage? <laughs> no, you have to, no, you no, you, you're, 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 you're the response turn. team. You're the just swap response. There's you're about the, to be a okay, thesis defence. All, all, all of a sudden, there's some kind of coherent order to this show. <laughs> and he's decided to put his foot down right at the end to jump into conclusions. Okay, the reason why, the reason why, um, bread was first invented uh, during when we invented agriculture about 5,000 years ago, uh, around the cradle of civilization. But you could be in China. Oh, well, I'm going to. But anyway, China had rice, but I'm going to talk about bread because we have bread over here. We've been getting it. And uh, anyway, first, <laughs> the first point I'd make is that the rise of bread consumption is also exceptionally closely tied with the rise of civilizational development. And I would not be surprised if the energy provided to humans that was provided through bread was just much superior than the previous source of energy that humans had consumed, even through, through animal and natural products. Bread is a kind of a fake product because we grew it and made it made it into bread through grains, but bread is actually um, bread bread was introduced. You know, introduced. I'm not finished, Andy. Uh, the next 
the next thing I would say is that everyone everyone kind of loves bread. Even the people who don't eat it kind of like it. Um, you don't you don't see people getting too old for bread. People eat sandwiches till till they're old. People eat pe- people eat bread in different forms, like toasted cheese, or even they have breadcrumbs in salads. It comes in all different types. And you, 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 you mean croutons? You can eat croutons. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that it? <laughs> uh, so is that you know how you say I know that. what it is. You what what, what did he say? He said he said everyone likes bread. Everyone eats bread, even if you don't usually eat bread. It's in stuff like salad. Like there's little breadcrumbs is what he said. <laughs> I don't even know what a crew every, honey, but it sounds everyone, like it's the description. Everyone you can get baguettes, you can get Jewish bread, you can get not from the Jewish bakers. You can get you can get pita bread. You can get pita bread. You can get anti Semitic bread. Anti Semitic bread. Although that's not allowed on this channel. Um, you can get all different types of bread and even people who don't like who don't eat bread still like bread. People like bread since they're since they're young, all the way till they're really old. I mean, um, you know, you can probably still if it's a soft bread and you cut off the crust, you can probably still eat bread without teeth. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways you can spick and span bread to fit your taste buds, and uh, <laughs> I think that it's um I think for those for the fact that it's civilizationally contributed to the to humans, and also that everybody likes it, even though not everybody eats it, means it's un- <laughs> means it's the it's best food. Thesis. It's the best human uh, food. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you have first crack at this because I'm still just sort of. Trying to rationalise this this point. I understand big brain time for you, Andy. It is, so it is seriously. <laughs> yeah, um, I would I would rebut with two things. That I would don't say, bite off more than you can chew, brother. But if I'm taking the whole damn snack tray, I'll have the lot thanks, Jimmy Weasley. Let me tell you something, dudes. I'm gonna lay it down like this. What type of reference is that? What type of damn reference? Is that? He means the Ron Weasley scene where Harry pulls out the coins and says, "Lady, I'll take the lot." But Ron says he can't buy anything. He says, I got sandwiches. Harry Potter one, maybe Harry Potter two. Andy, why don't you get up to date with your pop? You said comments. Ginny Weasley you're acting like you. Yeah, because Harry ends up with Ginny Weasley, so that was. So Ginny. maybe Ginny got a taste of that bread. Ginny got a, Ginny got the whole baguette. So Dukes, I would say. <laughs> what? Shit, yo. Maybe the first ever retraction. <laughs> I didn't retract my comment about JB Hi-Fi. I haven't done about heavy games. I haven't. Uh, haven't done it about anything else. What did no you say last time? Anyway, no, keep going. Something about... Um, no, I'm, um, I'm going to say bread is not the best because number one, it's not the most nutritious and it's not the tastiest. And it doesn't <laughs> even rank in the top 10 for each. So if you don't rank in the top 10 for each, one of the two major scales, if your argument is that it's the most utilitarian and that it's contributed most to civilization, I would say that that's not true, number one, because I would say meat is more uh, has contributed more to civilization. Also, well, why weren't we've been eating meat for a long time, bro? Why was it only like the last couple of thousand I'd years? I feel as if your analysis skipped over a bunch of steps when you just said bread gave gave us energy. Gave us buildings. Gave us buildings. <laughs> I also think <laughs> bread is fed the architects, baby. I uh, those builders getting packed lunch from sweetie at home. Another another subway, <laughs> subway building for eight thousand years. <laughs> Uh, no, Dude, so, bro, feds, food, uh, bread's on the bottom of the food pyramid in BE. Bread is on the bottom of the food pyramid. But the base, it's a fundamentals. Yeah. Past dribble bread. I think, I think when you say bread built the pyramids, I think it's a stretch. <laughs> just because I think that there was civilization before bread and bread kind of jumped on. So I would say um, I bread's not the tastiest, it's not the most nutritious, it doesn't rank in the top 10 for each, and therefore it's immediately disqualified. It may be the most utilitarian. That doesn't mean it's the best. I also... But, the, but utilitarian's an objective measure. Tastiest is subjective and maybe health is subjective too because health is also depending on civilizational medical development, which bread contributed to. I so think... the only one you have left is taste and it's, it's neither you nor me can decide the tastiest. I think you realised halfway through your point that you were wrong and that you didn't that you chose bread over rice, firstly. That's the first thing. What's the white version of rice? But Chinese Chinese is a... You're saying rice is Chinese bread? <laughs> yeah, rice <laughs> is Chinese bread. <laughs> but secondly, the point that I think is a little bit more... You've got a t-shirt. <laughs> a car sticker. I love how we say, we, we say one thing that's like pretty niche and no one would get and we say that goes on a t-shirt. Like getting tangential was the last one. Getting tangential goes on a t-shirt. <laughs> But the point which I'm going to make is it's it's like, it's 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 it can either be due to any speech or his lack of understanding 
And so it's like you can just kind of flip a coin. Or it could be just onto something. <laughs> but the point which is going to end Brad's whole career <laughs> <laughs> is that bread is a complementary dish. It's not something that you have on its own. So you can have meat on its own. You can also have meat in a burger with bread. You're not going to eat bread on its what, own. What do you call a sandwich? That's been the main staple of Western lunches yeah, for like the last 2,000 years. Are you going to dip your corporate fat hat hand into the loaf of bread and just take the bread out and eat it? I think you're on diet Mate, mate if, if, you're saying, if you're saying that bread is the complement to the staple of butter, I think you've <laughs> lost your marbles. All I'm saying, what I'm saying is that you can't have bread on its own. And that describes. Okay, well, mate, you can't. Why don't you go and cut up a cow and just start dig your face into the guts? You can't have that that's, on its own. That's different. You can. You cook. You cook meat in oils the same way you spread butter on bread. Mate, they don't. And you salt meat. Don't need to. Don't need to. They weren't doing Dos, that. Just admit. They leave that point. That. What's they the next point? The cavemen weren't doing that. They weren't. They were cooking it. They were adding meat to it. They were adding heat to it. Yeah. That's Spices too. Add, they would they would have salted it. Add 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 heat to to some bread. It would it would come nice and golden. But you no, I think I think I think if we go back, if we go everything you can say about bread, you can say about rice. Now rice rice is yeah, not it's rice in the same category. Rice is Chinese bread. So you no, you've you, made you, a loophole. That, that that distinction that's that that's an incredibly vague and tenuous link. I don't think you can I make also that think you can pick like lettuce or leaves or something uh, like one on the same sort of pedestal. If I'm honest. Maybe you should keep it honest to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mean. I think my bread conclusion is passing test with flying colours. I don't, um, I don't think I don't think there's been one good argument presented against the bread analysis, thesis. I think your I think analysis, this bread is well and truly gotten. Your analysis jumps over so many steps when you just say they got bread and then they got enough energy to build buildings. I think that is so disingenuous. It contributed to the brain development and function. Can I tell you? So does every other food. No, yeah, but no. But the carb-intensive richness you get from bread, you can't get. I mean, humans had this problem for such a long time of not being able to get enough calories. It's like you get calories from bread. But you I'm get your calories. You, you, you get your calories you, in. You go out and you kill. You reckon them boys were just real lean? Oh, bro, they were lean operators. But I think I think the, the main thing is that everything you can say about bread, you can say about rice, and so by consequence of that, it cannot be the best. It's in the same category though, because they're the same so category. I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the, okay, I mean, well, let's, starchy, let's make, starchy things, starchy, just, just make starchy the, carbs. Just make the argument that starchy, stable foods are the best foods. Yeah, just make that argument. Yeah, with bread is the main feature. No, that's not because there are just as many Chinese folks who are eating rice as, as there are. Because rice is a bread. Chinese bread. It's not the Chinese bread. It's the made Chinese, totally differently. I, th I think you underestimate that both Chinese people and Western people have both. Look, bread if and you're rice. look, if you're only if your only point you can hold up against mine is that there's a Chinese equivalent of bread which does which is pretty much the same damn product. I think this thesis holds up very nicely. Not tastiest. Not even. Do you think rice is more tastier than you think no, rice is tastier saying, than bread? I'm saying if you're going to disregard the argument of rice, which I think is silly to disregard in the first place because you then realise that you got you done got yourself into a pickle. They're I the think, same thing, bro. I think the, the next, same thing. The next uh, the next argument would be that it's not close to the most nutritious and it's not Mate five loaves foods. of bread fed five thousand people. You it's nutritious. And I would I would also I would also place fruit. Fruit. Um, any fruit. No because fruit. no because the civilizational development I think you. I think you've just assumed. I don't think you can actually make a, a strong case throughout history that bread I think caused civilizational development. I think you can. You can at least say it was a big contributing factor because of the amount of calories you're able to get enough calories. What about? Which you couldn't get from leaves. Andy? So do you not? So leaves, is the point? Is the point that you're making? Is part of it that? We I made two have, points. If you reference the start, we wouldn't have evolved or developed the way we did without bread. I'm saying. I'm saying I don't know what would have happened without it, but with it, it's what it's what happened. So that's just like saying with meat, it it also happened. No, because right? meat we had meat for hundreds of thousands of years, and we didn't get civilizational development. I feel as if only in the last, I feel as if, only since agriculture was introduced. If you want to move into a discussion on like that's what civilizational the development, the exponential mean. nature of civilizational progression, that's one for another day. That's exactly what I've been talking about. Well, then, it's silly to not think that the more you develop, the quicker you develop later on. So the fact that people didn't develop earlier 
as quickly as what we're doing now is just natural and happens Andy, they without had, bread. No, they had about... They created fire without bread. That's, sure. That's probably the, the greatest invention in human history. No, it's not. What would be then? Bread, probably? Is that the greatest thing bread. since sliced? <laughs> it, it is bread. It is bread. Um, no, see, Andy, everyone, everyone was kind of doing the same thing for like 100,000 years. Some had fire, some didn't, but... Mate, we're looking at bread... We're looking at bread. We're looking at agriculture, which bread is the main, main, a main feature in. And if chai, I mean, rice is basically the same food, basically the same. Does the same thing for your body. But bread, the reason why bread's superior than rice is because it comes in so many different forms. It comes in baguettes. Everyone likes it. It comes in French bread. French bread. You can have Lebanese yeah, no, bread. It says, it says, in fact, recent scholarship suggests humans started baking bread at least thirty thousand years ago. Mm. What type of civilizations did we have that were good ones thirty thousand years ago? Well, who was baking the bread? Which baker? Well, why don't you tell me? Because you're telling me that there's a there's a one to one correlation between civilization and bread, and bread's built the pyramids. So why don't you tell me who was making the the good stuff Egyptian, it's Mesopotamians. The Mesopotamians. The Mesopotamians. 30, I'm not saying who's who are you saying it's thirty thousand years ago. We don't know who's there thirty thousand years ago. Years, so. I think it's fake look, news. I think um, look if you want to oh. weigh in on the discussion. Can I tell you? I think it has been surprisingly strong thesis. I I disagree. I think your analysis is so poorly formed. I think it's been. Andy, Andy, I think look, it would have. Look, look, I think I, it would have won any year twelve GPS debate. Andy, I think. I think Dougal's. Dougal, you, you say it was weak. I would say you didn't really offer any actual categorical I didn't, objections. I had probably the, the best. The best view. I think it's. Look, it's an interesting thesis. I think it's. I think it's wrong, uh, on the basis of my two points. It's not the tastiest and it's not the most <laughs> nutritious, and those nutrition is not subjective. Um, taste is subjective. But I said bread was on the bottom of the food pyramid. Yeah, but you, I think, I think, I think the better case is starchy, starchy foods <laughs> at the bottom of the food pyramid but are the best the, foods. But the reason why I say bread it does fulfil the best nutrition is because you can eat, you might eat fruits all day, and they're better for you. But if you don't hit your macros, if you don't hit your your calories, you're going catabolic, and that's unhealthy. And bread helps you hit, hit get get your calories in, which humans need function yeah but you you can die from not getting enough fruit you you don't die from not getting enough bread you can die from i think that's it you can die you die from not getting enough calories you die from not getting enough calories which has been which is but it's so hard to get calories through through fruits like that's what i'm saying is that came from all fruit diet i'm saying but that's but that's what i'm saying is that the role of bread is not even purely the nutrition aspect which it's it's got nutrition in it but getting humans over that caloric maintenance level where they're not hungry all the time gives them time to build the pyramids but also gives them healthy body healthy mind healthy clean rooms as well messy room <laughs> messy mind how long ago were the pyramids built about tree town tree fitty my favorite part is andy, andy just Consistently telling us that we need to hurry up. You know, he, he hates how long these podcasts go on. Okay. So how long ago were the pyramids built? I think no. I can we say bread? Bread's right up there at least. It's right up there at least with the best foods. Bread's in the conversation. I don't think it's number one. I think on your ridiculous subjective measures of, of, of utility. I think we can agree. I think we all, we can all agree on that. So I think it's. I think that's actually the best conclusion defense we've had so far. I can't think of a stronger conclusion defense in our 27 raps. I think uh, your one on the Parliament House shouldn't be be moved to Penrith was uh, probably the best one, best defense. But you gotta have, have, it's gotta be equal parts, best defense, most contentious. It can't Mm. just be, because everyone goes, oh yeah, move to Penrith, yeah? Mm. I think it's gonna be, so I think it's, I think it's, it's up there. it doesn't really have much to compete with Andy's tends to squirm a little bit when he's under the pump. You mean, I, I think my... Uh, what was one of your best ones? Well, the one I did last week I thought was pretty good. And what was that one? Australian media sucked. Which is where you Have just... you heard any feedback? Because I was... What I want to do is I want you to actually call them out name by name <laughs> and get us into a couple of beefs because... That's how we you're going to get famous. Traction and beefs, and beefs. We need to start some feuds. Yeah, beef, mm-hmm. unlike bread, sells. 
B-cells. T-cells. I think Andy, Seashells. Andy, oh, you need sure. I think there's a few people we need to go after. I think we call James Charles is, is number one. <laughs> James Charles is going there. Who's the guy who does hot wings? I reckon Sean, Sean I can call Sean Evans out for not actually putting real hot sauce on the hot wings. And we make up a conspiracy theory well, the and then we challenge him to a hot wings interview off of who can do the best interviews under hot wings conditions. Well the thing is Well Dougal's been practicing with his Nando's mild hot sauce. Mild hot sauce. There's hot been, sauce. There's been that that conspiracy all like goes around already on the on the hot ones. Yeah, um, but if we um, say it, it'll spread like wildfire. Andy, who who are the, who are the celebrities you most want to take a ping at? Like have an actual crack at from outside the box, way off top right corner doesn't matter. Uh, Drake. Drake. <laughs> Drake. Drake. There's an interesting case to say that Drake is a uh, little bit of a predator, actually. Super predator. Likes going underage girls. Yeah, there's also a long history of that in... One of your mates? Was this one of these SoundCloud rappers told you about this, Andy? I mean, was it one of our Year 12 operators? I don't know what you're talking about at the moment, actually. Okay, we've got Drake, James Charles. <laughs> Frenchie. Frenchie's getting... getting a, he's got me a spray. Maybe, um... Brock Lesnar? I reckon I'd... Send some heat at Brock Lesnar. Look, I think you could do that. I'm not, not going to engage in that, Andy. Definitely. Any, are there any Anglican ministers you're going to have a crack at this week, or are you kind of <laughs> content? Any corporate fat cats? I think so. You're going to go to the Pope right. or something? Andy, uh, Andy, you're the host. you got to reel this in. It's your job. Time to start. Let's Time has uh, come. James Charles, you are next. Yeah, do we get a hit list to compile? Let us know in the comments who you'd like me to call out. <laughs> Let us know. Start a fake conspiracy. We'll call it the high school, the high school minute or something. We start spreading rumors. Who's got the most creative rumor that we can spread? All right, I think we're done. Um, thanks for sticking with us. If you really like this type of content, make sure you uh, like, subscribe, share all that good stuff. If you like us enough to give us a little bit of that. Uh, Bambola, hit the link to our Patreon. We are working on some big things. And don't forget to leave your um, unconstructive comments <laughs> your least in the space below. Yeah. Alex is pointing to the description. I'm pointing to the description. For all our listeners who are not listening in video format. Which is every single one of them. Alrighty, <laughs> well I think that wraps us up. We'll uh, catch, you le- catch you next week. No pun intended. Thanks Anderson for having us.